If there is one lesson Trinidad and Tobago can take away from the pandemic, it's how to build resilience and manage uncertainty. It allowed the government to test its responsiveness to crisis and pivot to a constantly changing environment. At the recent hosting of the Spotlight on the Economy, Finance Minister Colum Imbert said apart from the pandemic, several shocks on the global stage affected what happened at home. March 2020, start of the COVID pandemic. November to December 2021, inflation begins in the US and Europe. March to May 2022, the historic supply shock to oil and gas. Brent reaches 120 US dollars a barrel. Henry Hub crosses 8 US dollars per MMBTU. In April 2020, if I go back to 2020, we suffered a shock of Brent going below $20 a barrel. And in fact, in 2020, we had the unprecedented event of the price of West Texas Intermediate going to zero and entering negative territory. In February 22, war in Ukraine. And now we have another shock. In June 2022, the Federal Reserve trying to deal with inflation in the United States does a rate hike by 75 basis points, or 0.75%. First time the Federal Reserve has done that since 1994. This has caused turbulence and instability in world stock markets. So that's the next unprecedented shock that we are experiencing. Being an oil and gas economy, Trinidad and Tobago is not immune from these external factors that affect the energy sector. My guest today, Afra Raymond, former president of the Joint Consultative Council for Construction, believes crises and emergencies allow certain gaps that have the potential to do further damage than what is caused by the virus. The reason that this was a concern from early was because normal procurement systems contain what you might want to call common gaps. And one of the common gaps is that there would normally be a gap in a procurement system for emergencies. One has to be careful, and this is the warning that went out early in the advanced countries. One has to be careful about the fact that emergencies, emergencies can be used, utilized, and deployed to execute great crimes. And I have no doubt that in our space, a similar set of operations would have been possible, if not definitely executed. If we just step out from the Trinidad and Tobago room that we're in, and we step back and we look at it internationally, there was enormous concern about the fact that COVID-19 procurement, let's call it COVID-19 procurement, the equipment, the facilities, and the vaccines, that those procurements globally were affected by a tremendous amount of corruption. Let's just, let's just put all this in context. So countries that are more advanced than us, Germany, Switzerland, United Kingdom, had billions of pounds given to political cronies. Companies that were formed the week before, doing testing. Millions of people tested by companies that were formed out of firms of accountants. So it wasn't even medical people. So for example, if you heard that Medical Associates in Joseph had set up a company to do volume COVID testing, you'd have a degree of confidence because medical associates is medical people. But what you have in London was firms of accountants, Deloitte and some of the other ones, KPMG and so They were setting up companies to do testing. So accountants setting up companies and they were getting contracts. So the ink was not even dry on the company and they were getting new contracts in billions of pounds for, for uniforms and safety kits and masks and everything. So the concern about the large scale 
urgent procurement in relation to COVID-19 being afflicted by improper expenditure of public money is an international concern. However, Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley believes the government steered the country in the right direction, despite dissatisfaction from some quarters. The government holds itself responsible to make the best decisions in what continues to be a difficult situation, but not as difficult as it was when we were here 2020 looking forward into the heart of a pandemic. So ladies and gentlemen, we now have to continue to stay the course. If we don't stay the course, we could undo a lot of the good work that we have done. And I would want to say to the people of Trinidad and Tobago that the fiscal behavior of the government of Trinidad and Tobago under these circumstances has been exemplary. We have lost a few friends along the way by doing that. But it was the responsible thing to do and it continues to be the responsible thing to do because it strengthens us all. Monetary policy, you would have heard some experts predicting the collapse of the economy on a consistent basis. Today I can tell you without fear of contradiction, our economy has not collapsed. As a matter of fact, in the darkest moments of the pandemic when our retail trade was shut down and those of little faith thought that that was a symptom of collapsed. Today I can tell you that our retail trade is almost as vibrant as it has ever been. And it is because of the responsible action taken by the government to ensure that we preserved our hope in a future. And when that future came, that we were in a position to have seeds grow out of a very hard and even possibly infertile ground. Well, let's go back to the finance minister. In his mid-year budget review, he attributed TNT's economic recovery to the government's fiscal measures during the COVID-19. Based on the fiscal stimulus of this government over the last two years and the plans and programs of the Ministry of Finance and the government as a whole, our GDP has bounced back from a low of $140 billion when we were in the throes of the pandemic in 2020. Our GDP had dropped as low as $140 billion. It has bounced back from that figure to $180 billion in 2022. A huge increase of $40 billion. This is actually higher. This is a higher GDP level than the pre-pandemic years. Well, GDP is now higher than it was in 2018 and in 2019, Madam Speaker. And we intend to put this increased GDP to use for the benefit of the people of Trinidad and Tobago. That has nothing to do with leadership and performance by that government. All the things the minister is boasting and crowing about, nothing to do with proper management and leadership because he told us himself it's from the energy prices. Nothing to do with performance and management and so on has to do with the higher energy prices. And now the question is this, after the war in Ukraine, after these prices go back to normal, what will you do? What will you do? Because you have shown no projects, no policy, no strategy, no programs, anything to grow the economy What you're boasting about high energy prices. When that is over, what will you then do? Will you go back to raiding the HSF? Will you go back to borrowing 
because you have no new projects, no revenue streams, no investments. That was opposition leader and political leader of the United National Congress, Kamala Prasad Bissessa. The COVID-19 pandemic affected travel, accessibility to goods and services, prices, and life as we knew it. The Ministry of Health hosted daily press conferences for over two years to update the population on almost everything COVID-19. Only last Friday, Health Minister Terence Dialsing announced it would be discontinuing the briefings. But did the population think there was transparency and accountability throughout the pandemic? What else, if anything, could the government have done to safeguard the economy of Trinidad and Tobago? As one of the members of the Roadmap to Recovery Committee, Mr. Raymond believes the Public Procurement and Disposal of Public Property Act should be fully proclaimed now. When the government, and as the current administration of Dr. Rowley, created a working party, and they created a working party to seek recommendations on recovery, they created a group of learning people to study this thing and invited people to write. And so I wrote a long thing. And the first thing I said to them, I said, if we're serious about our remarks recovery and the threat this represents our economy and the reduction in opportunity and the impact that has had on the whole country, we need to put the procurement law in place now. Stop messing about. It needs to go in place now. We can make sure that everything we do satisfies those provisions to protect the scarce money that the country has. And I gave a list of examples from all of those advanced countries that had suffered tremendous fraud and corruption. Countries that are many times more advanced than Trinidad and Tobago, and their systems were completely licked up by Freedmanites who had their plan prepared and in their back pocket waiting for a crisis, which is the shock doctrine. The Roadmap to Recovery Report that was laid in Parliament in September of 2020 contains, as one of his recommendations, the implementation, immediate implementation and procurement law. So it was accepted. But what really, really happened? You see, there's, there's things that are accepted and lodged in Parliament, and then there's what really, really happened. What really, really happened is that Minister Himbert went in November of 2020 and made a third lot of amendments to the Procurement Act, which included excluding government-to-government arrangements, excluding legal fees, excluding auditing and accounting fees. Medical services were excluded, and a raft of exclusions, probably public-private partnerships too, a raft of exclusions were passed by the parliament in December 2020, which I protested very strongly against. But the parliament, my protest is just a note. The fact is that the people have the votes, and they can make, make the changes, and they made the changes. So those things were excluded, even if they put the whole law in place. At the given point in time, the whole law has now, has now shifted to mean that those things are outside the scope. So we really have a situation where the public interest, for all intents and purposes, is at peril. The last two years were indeed unprecedented, and the virus has changed us in ways we are yet to see. With 52% of the population vaccinated, TNT has the third highest vaccination rate in the Caribbean. But it came at a price of non-disclosure government-to-government agreements, vaccine hesitancy and misinformation, and a public health sector that did not have the regular oversight due to the emergency of the pandemic. Mr. Raymond also admits that the public procurement legislation in its current dispensation is ineffective to address COVID-19 accountability. The amendments to the Public Procurement Act, the ones that were passed in 2020 in particular, did a lot of violence to the Act, which was intended to provide effective oversight for transactions in public money. 
and disposals of public property. I think those are measures to be reconsidered. Countries in a situation where our opportunities are, are reduced from where they were five years ago. We have a little windfall going on now because of Ukraine and so on. Don't let that fool anybody. Things are reduced. They had a spotlight on the economy when they talked about things turning around. Those of us out in the business community know that things are actually very tough. And I think we need to take serious action, regardless of our political persuasions, to put things on a proper track, to give us a better chance to survive as a society. I insist on that. So I think that we need to ask for those amendments to be reconsidered. And it is possible for Parliament to reverse itself. Let us go back and put proper things in place to protect our interests. Out of every crisis are opportunities. The COVID-19 pandemic increased online businesses and sales. It pushed the country towards digitalization and the war in Ukraine, devastating as it is, has given this economy a windfall from oil and gas prices, which resulted in a lower debt to GDP ratio of around 72%. The pandemic may be far from over, but the country and its people continue to move forward, understanding that those who survived have the opportunity to live and always remember the millions that did not. On behalf of the Media Institute of the Caribbean, thank you for listening. I'm Natalie Lagore, and my guest today was Afra Raymond, former president of the Joint Consultative Council for Construction. We also heard from Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley, Finance Minister Colin Imbert, and Opposition Leader Kamala Prasad Bissessa. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>